0: Welcome to the J.W. Marriott Grosvenor House podcast. My name is Stuart Bowery. I'm the general manager here at the J.W. Marriott Grosvenor House, London. There's some strong links between Grosvenor House, uh, London and the United States. In the early 1900s, the original Grosvenor House was amongst many new stately homes on Park Lane, which was characterised as a millionaire's row drawing comparisons to Fifth Avenue, New York. and We saw the onset of rich American women, such as Eleanor Guggenheim, Nancy Astor, settle in England. And the American heiress, uh, Jenny Jerome, married Lord Randolph Churchill and was the mother of Winston Churchill. Grosvenor House from the outset, or the hotel itself particularly, drew strong links with the United States and Arthur Octavius Edwards designed the hotel specifically for the American market. And as a result of his vision, Grosvenor House was the first hotel on Park Lane itself, and it was the first hotel in Europe to have a separate entrance, a separate bathroom to every room.
1: And we also were the first hotel to have ice-cold drinking water from every bathroom tap. So before, with the pipe works, people were wary about drinking bathroom water, but uh, it had ice-cold drinking water in every room. My name is Howard Hartley, and I'm the Director of Middle Eastern Diplomatic Sales at the Grosvenor House, JW Marriott Hotel. You have eight storeys, and the building is sort of H-shaped with a, a bar across the back. Once you come to the lobby area, all of the public areas as well as the ballroom sit on that level. On the first floor we have our gymnasium, we also have 20 meeting rooms and some guest bedrooms. And then as you move up the building, the number of bedrooms per floor increases when the hotel was built. Edwards was very inspired by New York skyscrapers. And the law of the land was that no building should exceed eight stories. But to add a little bit of extra height, he put eight water towers on top of the building. But they're only actually facades. So they look like towers, but actually they're just three-sided. Edwards was really influenced heavily by America. And he thought that the, the business would all be transatlantic cruisers.
2: I'm Karen Krasinovich, born in Chicago, and now a London resident. I'm secretary of the London Film Critics Association, and I've been to the Grosvenor House many, many times over the years. What I like about Grosvenor House is the 1920s charm mixed with sort of a, a grand yet relaxed kind of feel. It looks like an ocean liner. It looks like some incredible, magnificent building. It's got an amazing style, amazing presence, and it always feels special.
0: Uh, American methods were also employed in the construction, and as a stimulus to the American trade, a New York office was opened on Fifth Avenue. And the hotel was advertised with prices ranging from a guinea in low season and up to 10 guineas for two double rooms and a lounge. The budget to build the hotel was a circa £1 million, ended up being £2 million, which then seemed a lot, but by today where the value of this property on Park Lane is worth over £700 million is pretty much a a sound investment 90 years on. One of my roles at the hotel is to look after
1: the hotel's archive. In 2003, we were in the process of renovating our first floor, and we came across a room that nobody had been in since the 60s, and behind that door were 140 boxes of archived material. And so that's how we ended up with such a wonderful archive of uh, decade material from the 20s all the way through to the 70s, which we've now maintained, and uh, we're hopefully soon going to get our archive digitised. One of the most moving things for me, there was a hotel manager here from the 30s called Henry Jones. And his great-granddaughter was in London, and she walked into the hotel one day and she spoke to Ricky Barlow, our head concierge, and said, my great-grandfather used to be manager here. So he called me, and I was very delighted to be able to show her a box full of archive material about her great-grandfather. He ended up being the longest-serving general manager. He was general manager for 34 years. During the war, he also ran the ARP and we had uh, sort of guards up on the roof. and So we were very instrumental in the Grosvenor at war and those types of things.
0: During the Second World War, the Great Room at Grosvenor House served as a special annex to the immigration section of the U.S. Embassy, where British evacuees seeking to go to America obtained their visas. The great room also was requisitioned by the War Office in 1943, and it was given to the US as a mess room for the officers in the US forces. And they were serving 14,000 meals a day. They had a clear statement that said, eat all you take on your plate or explain. We get a lot of people who are clearing their parents' houses
1: when their parents have passed away, and they'll find things and they'll then offer them to us, and we always accept them. We had the coronation souvenir programme from 1953, when Queen Elizabeth II rose to the throne, and we knew that there was a menu which went with this coronation souvenir because there was a function held here to celebrate that occasion, but the menu wasn't inside the souvenir programme, so we knew that there had to be a menu... And somebody one day just brought it in and said they'd found this scrolled, and it was on parchment, on a wooden uh, top, all scrolled up and with a red ribbon. And it was in this entirety, so we now have that to go along with the the souvenir.
0: In 2017, uh, part of our major renovation, we were replacing the carpet in the great room. We have to change that probably about every four years uh, at a cost of circa half a million pounds. And over the years, there's been a little bit of uh, give in the floor. So we decided on this occasion that we would actually replace the whole entire floor. The great room
1: has a wooden sprung dance floor. There was an elevated area where they would raise a, a podium and the wood started to rot in that area. So we had to replace the entire floor. Our general manager, Stuart Bowery, decided it would be fun if in a hundred years time when they had to redo the floor if we put a time capsule into the floor.
0: So I had this idea so we got a uh, a sealed safe and key and in that we put various uh, knickknacks and I thought I'd put the newspaper of the day in, our business plan in and a management organisation chart, a, a tourist map of London, a Grosvenor dog cuddly toy photos of barack obama's visit, some menus some christmas cards which we've now put into a, a wooden case
1: and we've sunk that into the floor so in the hundred years time when the wood starts to rot they need to take it up they'll find this box full of archive material which i thought was a fantastic idea
0: edward's efforts to appeal to the American traveler, Wurt. And Grosvenor House has played host to many famous Americans, such as Douglas Fairbanks Jr., Orson Welles, Jacqueline Anassis, Eleanor Roosevelt, General Eisenhower, Muhammad
2: Ali, to name a few. Grosvenor House has a touch of America in it, a touch of home. What I like about it is that it's grand, it's British, it's 1920s chic, but it also has a touch of American relaxation about it. So the minute I walk in, I feel at home, I feel excited, and I also feel as if everything's going to be great.
0: As General Manager here at Grosvenor House, I've had the privilege to welcome the son of the founder of Marriott, as the company was founded in 1927. And Mr. Marriott wanted to seize the opportunity when it arose to put a Marriott flag on such an iconic hotel. Guests from the US represent nearly 50% of our customer base occupying over 70,000 room nights a year, hosting US conventions, presidential and diplomatic delegations, stars from Hollywood, as well as London-bound businessmen and leisure guests. This truly is an iconic destination.